right. Hey, welcome to church today. You guys doing good? want to thank everybody for coming today. also want to thank everybody that is watching us online on Facebook Live. Thank you for staying connected to Passionate Life Church. All right, we are starting a brand new six-week series called Planted. Man, this... Uh, okay, uh, I'm not being overdramatic, okay? This is the most important series of our church of 2019, okay? This is it. Like, like this is the staple series of our year. And so I am going to encourage you and challenge you to try and make all six weeks, okay? Now, some of you, th- that's a big challenge because I see you one week and then I don't see you for another six weeks, okay? So... Commit, if you're going to commit to a series, commit to this one. This series has the potential to transform your life. Okay, this, this series, not that, not, don't, not, not most series don't, but this one specifically, man, this can transform your life. So I'm going to encourage you, man, commit to this series. We are ending this series in a way we've never ended a series before on a Thursday night. That's right. A Thursday night. Come on, put it in your iCal, October 10th. Come on, type it in, circle it on your calendar. It is going to be an awesome night. We're calling it Ignite Night because we believe the Holy Spirit is going to ignite us into our next steps with God. It's going to be an awesome, awesome night. All the life groups are going to be in here. The youth is going to be in here. And we are just going to ignite. Uh, we're going to ignite off that night, okay? And uh, man, if, if, it's going to be a very similar service to our Good Friday service during Passion Week. And those of you that went, you know that, man, that service was lit, right? Like that service, you, that you will never be the same. And so it's going to be very, it's going to be very interactive, lots of videos, lots of worship. It's going to be an awesome night, October 10th, all right? You guys ready for this? Come on, I haven't preached in a couple weeks, and so I might just preach straight through to the second service. Or until football starts, okay? So, planted. Why, why planted? Why, why planted? Well, we are planted and buried the same way. We are planted and buried the same way. But here's the purpose of, of burying something. Many times we bury something that's dead. Right? We're, we're burying something that's dead, or we're burying something to hide it. I got good news today. We serve a God that raises dead things. Come on. And maybe today you feel like you're at a dead end with your job, with your marriage, with your finances. Maybe you're single today and you're like, Pastor, there's no good people left. You know what I'm saying? Like, you feel like you're in a dead end. Come on. God is going to resurrect the dead things in your life today. We serve a God that we cannot hide from, and that's good news, okay? That we can't hide from God. He sees all of our mess, He sees all of our mistakes, and He loves us anyway. Planted. When God plants something, He always plants something with purpose. There's always purpose in why God plants something. And when God plants something, the expectation is whatever He plants will grow. Listen, you're sitting here today, you are planted. 
You are planted right where God needs you to be planted. And because you're planted, the purpose that God has for your life is that you will grow. And and, and in due time and in due season, whatever God plants, eventually it breaks through. God wants us to get our breakthrough. And when that thing, whatever that thing that you're believing for breaks through, it's going to flourish. It's going to blossom. God's got great things in store for our life. But we got to get planted. The expectation is that, man, I'm here and I want to grow. I want to grow in the things of God. I want a breakthrough from God because I know when I get my breakthrough, God's got great things. He wants me to flourish. He wants me to prosper. He's got good things in store for me. Amen? Come on, I'm preaching good. We haven't even prayed yet. Come on. Let's pray. Jesus, we love you. We thank you for this moment. I thank you for every person that's here, that they've been planted by you, God. It is not a mistake that they're here this morning. Open our hearts, God. Holy Spirit, open our minds to your words, to your wisdom today. And God, we just pray that the Broncos would win the Super Bowl this year. Lord, we don't pray for playoff wins. We're in Denver. We pray for Super Bowls. In Jesus' name, And everybody said... So, if I would have started this series a couple weeks ago, I probably wouldn't have started with this subject. And and I've just been praying and and seeking the Lord and just reading Scripture. And I believe that this is where we need to start this, this, this series. Because each week will build upon the next week. And where we need to start today, we need to start planted in hope. We need to get planted in hope. Now, every single week, every single week, there's, there's at least, last week we had three people give their life to Jesus. Come on. Like, that's awesome. And so, I know there might be a few people here this morning that you might be teetering the fence, you know, with your faith level. And my hope is that I just push you over today, you know, over to the Jesus side. And, and so I know there's some of you that, that are, are teetering on the faith level. But for most of us in this room, for the most of us in the room, we have what's called a baseline of faith. Right? We have a core, uh, a core belief, right? We believe that God exists. We believe that God sent His only begotten Son, Jesus, to die for our sins. Three days later, He rose again, uh, conquered the grave. Okay? We, we have this baseline of faith. And so, most of us, most of us in this room are not gonna wake up tomorrow and become an atheist. Right? Most of us are not gonna wake up tomorrow and just forget everything that God has done for us and, and blaspheme the Holy Spirit and walk away from God. Most of us, we're not gonna do that, right? And here's the thing, our enemy, the devil, knows that. He knows, he sees what God has done with us, he he knows that that there are things that are just ingrained in us, that we're just not going to walk away from God. And so many times, he's not attacking our faith, he's actually attacking our hope. Because our hope and faith are tied together. And so constantly what the enemy is doing, he's attacking our hope. Hope. He's, he's trying to get our hope levels low. Let me give you some Bible. Hebrews 11.1 1 says this. Faith is the confidence that what we hope for will actually happen. 
It gives us assurance about things we cannot see. And so if you can see it, if you can do it on your own strength, on your own intelligence, on your own resources, that is not faith. And you are not hoping for big things in your life. Your hope level has probably come under attack from the enemy. And this is what happens. When our hope level is low, we begin to settle for less than God's best. Let me give you an example. If your hope level is high, and you're believing the best for your life, and, and your marriage is struggling, your prayers sound like this, God, we're in a tough spot, but I believe you are the God of reconciliation. I believe that you're going to heal my marriage. God, it, it doesn't look good today, but I know that, that someday me and my wife, me and my husband, we're going to love each other exactly the way that you've called us to love each other. Our marriage is going to flourish. Our marriage is going to prosper. I, no, I can't see it, but I believe it. Now, when our hope level has been attacked... Our prayers, sometimes we, we stop even praying, right? And when we do that, Satan's one in that area of life. When we stop even praying for the breakthrough, man, Satan has won. When our hope levels have come under attack, our prayers sound something like this. God, just don't let him leave me. Just don't let her cheat on me again. God, just let us stay together until the kids move out. Then we can get divorced. And we set the bar low on what God can do in our life. And when we do that, Satan has won because he's limited, he's limited our effectiveness for the kingdom of God. He stopped us from getting the breakthrough. He stopped us from getting the healing. He's, he stopped us from believing that, that, that we can be addiction-free. He, he stopped us from b- believing that, man, God, whatever God has, has spoken to us can happen. He's keeping our hope level because He's attacking our hope level. If He can keep our hope level low, most likely our faith level is low. And we are just, we're saying prayers that God doesn't want to answer. We serve the God of reconciliation. We serve the God of healing. We serve the God of hope. That's why we need to be planted in hope. Romans 8, 24, 5. This is the the Apostle Paul. He says this about hope. He says, we were given this hope when we were saved. Okay, so the moment you said yes to Jesus, you you raised your hand and and you repeated the sinner's prayer, the hope, this eternal hope has come inside of us. This eternal help of Jesus has come inside of us. If we already have something, we don't need a help for it. But if we look forward to something we don't yet have, we must wait patiently and confidently. And those are the two things we're going to talk about today. And for some of you, it's a bad word, patient, patience, right? That's, it's like, can we skip that one, Pastor? Can we just... But these, these are the two things that Satan hones in on and he attacks. He attacks our patience and he attacks our confidence because when our, when our hope is under attack, when our patience is under attack and our confidence in God is under attack, what ends up happening is we end up going outside of the will of God. 
We depend on our own strength, our own resources, our own intelligence, and we go outside of the will of God where we get in trouble. Let's talk about patience today. Recently, I don't know why this just occurred to me, but I was putting some food into uh, the microwave, and I noticed that there is an express button on our microwave. Press button on the microwave. So that means at some point in some time, somebody came into a meeting and said, you know what really annoys me? That I have to press three buttons to cook my food. <laughs> that just really just ticks me off. And so, you know what we need? An express button on our microwave. So I can just press one button to microwave my food. And this sums up the culture that we live in. Right? Not only do we have microwaves, but we have express buttons on our microwaves because three buttons takes too long to cook our food. We live in a culture that wants it now. Instantaneous. And here's the problem with our relationship with God. There is no express button in a relationship with Jesus. I wish I could tell you different, but there's no express button in our relationship with God. I want to show you a picture today. We're going to talk more about this next week. So, that little black dot that that person is holding... That is a mustard seed, and Jesus talked about mustard seeds and related to faith, and, and, then, and then this is a full-grown mustard seed, okay? It is this massive tree. It's this tree that becomes this refuge. There's shade under this, this tree, and Jesus says this is what he's called us to be. This is what he's created us to be. This is the end product of that small seed, right, is this massive tree. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. None of us want to see ourselves as that black dot. Right? We, we want the big tree. Right? We want the, we want the big, massive tree. Here's the thing. God has never planted a tree. He created one in the beginning of time. But since He created one, it's always, trees always come from seeds. They always start small. And the only way that tree becomes that big tree is through time. By allowing its roots to grow down deep. And we're going to be talking about this in the coming weeks. But roots, roots are perseverance and integrity. Roots are character when nobody else is watching. Roots are are things that grow down deep. And many times God is doing deep things inside of us that nobody else sees. Before something breaks through the surface, many times God is working something deep in us. But here's the thing about growing, right? Here's the thing about growing. It's never comfortable. Right? Growing is never comfortable. I have two boys, eight and five years old, and sometimes they get pains in their legs in the middle of the night. Growing pains, and it's uncomfortable, and they can't sleep. Growing is almost never 
comfortable. God always puts us in an uncomfortable situation, right? When you're like, God, give me patience, what's going to happen? He's going to give you an opportunity to be patient. <laughs> Monday morning in traffic, boom, right? Here's your opportunity. Are you going to honk? <laughs> we struggle with, with waiting on, on God and, and Satan is constantly attacking our patience. All right, number two, confidence. The enemy will attack our, our confidence, our confidence in God. And the enemy loves to lie to us, tell us that we don't have the right network, we don't have the right resources, we're not smart enough, you don't have enough experience to do what God has called you to. He loves to attack our confidence, not only our self-confidence, but in our confidence in God. Because when our confidence is low, right, we say, you know what, I can do this on my own. I'm just going to make it happen. And when we do that, we go outside of the will of God. Satan, listen, this is Satan's goal for Christians. To have a bunch of, to have a bunch of insecure Christians who don't know who they are, who don't know the purpose that God has placed on their life, walking around and attending church every week. Because he knows he can limit their effectiveness for their kingdom. You, be, you only become dangerous when you begin to know who you are. And what God's purpose is for your life. And you're not walking insecure. You're walking secure in the one who created you. Some of you today, some of you today, you need to get your confidence back. Come on. You need to get your confidence back. You're right where you need to be today. God has planted you. He's got a purpose. He's got a plan for your life. For the rest of the time this morning, I want to talk about a story in the Old Testament. It starts in Genesis 12. It goes through uh, Genesis 19. I'm going to paraphrase it for you today. And it so perfectly illustrates what we've been talking about today. And that's the story of Abraham and Sarah. Now, Abraham, listen, Abraham is known throughout Scripture is a man of faith. He's known as a man of faith. And one, one day God came to Abraham and Sarah and said, Abraham and Sarah... I'm going to give you a son. He speaks this promise into them. And he said, this son, this son will be the, this son, many, millions of descendants will come out of this son. You will have so many descendants, Abraham, you won't even be able to count. I'm going to greatly bless you through this descendant. Sounds like an awesome promise, right? Like if God spoke that to us, man, awesome promise, Okay. The reaction, and you can read it in Scripture, the reaction that Abraham has to God's promise is interesting. He laughs. Not just like, <laughs> but like, <laughs> like it says in Scripture that he falls on his face laughing. And the reason why he thinks it's so funny, and Sarah thinks it's funny too, is because Abraham is 75 and Sarah is 65. And that they literally, they could not have children. They, it was physically impossible for them to have any children. They tried. And at this point, they had given up that this would ever happen. 
And God comes and He speaks this promise. Listen, to me, you, you need to catch this this morning. He comes and He speaks something into them that is beyond their physical ability. Listen, if God's not speaking things into your life that is beyond your physical and mental ability, you need to get your hope back. You need to get a quad shot of espresso to your hope today. You need to get your confidence back. You need to get your patience back. That what God spoke to you, and for some of you, He hasn't even spoken the best yet to you today. Because you've closed that door. You haven't let Him. And I'm telling you, God wants to speak things into our lives that make us laugh. <laughs> what? Because it's going to be beyond our physical and mental Ability. It's going to be impossible. This is how God wants us to live. This is how He wants His people to live. He wants us to be high in hope. He wants us to be high in our confidence and patience in God because He's got great things for us that are beyond our physical and mental capabilities. So they laugh. The years go by, five years, six years. And if you can imagine, Sarah, every birthday... Happy birthday is just a reminder that God hasn't fulfilled His promise yet. Every year. So finally it gets to year 10. And she's like, Abe, I think God's forgotten about us. Maybe you can relate with that today. I, th I, think, I think He forgot about us. Because I ain't getting younger. I'm 75 now. Like, like the womb, is, you know, it's, it's like, it, I think he's forgotten about us. And so their confidence is low. Their patience is low. And so what do they do? They go outside of the will of God. And she's like, Abe, let's go ahead and make this happen. Take my servant, Hagar. Now, I'm a husband. Like Abraham in this story. Like, how long did he pause? Like, like, <laughs> at any point, did you think it might be a trap, bro? You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like this was going to be a problem in the marriage going forward. Instead, he was like, you know what, honey, you're right. Like, let, <laughs> I'll submit to you and... and Make it happen. And so Hagar gets pregnant, has a child. His name is Ishmael. And you, want, you can read it in Scripture. You want to talk about baby mama drama. Like, I mean, it's all bad. And they make a huge mistake. And we're still reaping the consequence of this mistake Ishmael becomes the Arab nation. You know, you know, Iraq and Israel are still shooting missiles at each other here today. And I mean, this was a big mistake that, that Abraham and Sarah made. And I, and I love this. Listen to this moment. And this is why all of us in this room should have so much hope today. Because Abraham and Sarah messed up. They made a huge mistake. And God comes to them, and He says, I'm still giving you the promise. 
you want to you want to talk about an awesome God? I mean, you want to talk about this amazing gift called grace, right? Listen, just because you made a mistake doesn't mean you are a mistake. Let me say that again. Just because you made a mistake doesn't mean you are a mistake. God says, I still love you, Abraham. I still love you, Sarah. And the promise I spoke to you, I'm I'm not revoking it. I'm going to still give it to you. Now, it it probably wasn't on their timing, okay? Because it wasn't until 15 more years later. Some of you are like, Lord, pastor, I'm single. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I can't wait that long. Abraham's 100 years old and Sarah is 90. God made sure that nobody would confuse this passage of Scripture with Abraham and Sarah somehow making this happen. That the only way this would happen is if God intervened in their situation and did something supernatural to their bodies. Listen, this is what God wants to do for us. And maybe today you're in an impossible situation with your marriage, with your job. Come on, you you need to get your hope back today. You need to get your confidence back today. You You need to get patient with God because God is doing something under the surface. Maybe you can't see it today. Maybe you can't see it tomorrow. But God is working on your behalf. So Sarah has, has a child, and they name him Isaac. And Isaac's name actually means laughter. Because God wants to speak things into our lives that make us laugh. Because they are so... This is what hope is. This is what having hope in God is. Believing for beyond of what we can physically do, what our resources can do, what our networking can do. God, come on, take that quad shot of hope into you today. Come on, get your confidence back. Get your patience back today. God's doing something in your life. Isaac becomes everything that God said he would become. I want to end with this passage today. Jeremiah 29.11. God says this for us today. He says, For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster. To give you a future and a hope. Here's the thing with God. Here's the thing with God. Whenever He gives us hope, future is always attached to it. Future always comes with the hope that God gives us. God doesn't give us dead ends. He plants us in the ground. God doesn't bury us. He plants us. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. 
We've got to keep our confidence up. Maybe you've been believing for, for some things in your life and you haven't seen them happening. God hasn't forgotten about you. He sees you. He's doing something under the surface. He's planted you. He's trying to, he's trying to grow you before anything breaks through the surface. God needs you to, to grow your roots down deep. Integrity, character, endurance, perseverance. He doesn't want you to just blow over when, when a storm comes. He just doesn't want you to be uprooted. We're going to talk about this next week, but every time a plant gets uprooted, it stifles its growth. God wants us to be planted. He needs us to be planted in His Word, in prayer, in His presence, in His house. Listen, let me tell you, the soil that you're planting in, planted in, it matters. The people that you're doing life with, it matters. We're going to talk about that next week. That's why we believe in life groups. That's why we have a whole life group table out there. We want you to journey with some people that, that are moving the same direction as you so you can begin to grow in all the things that God has in store for your life. God has a future for you. God has a future for your life. You are right where you need to be today. Maybe you feel buried today. Listen, it's just a perspective change. Come on, change your perspective today. You're not buried. We serve a God that raises dead things to life. We serve a God that we can't hide from. We serve a God that you can't make enough mistakes for Him not to love you anymore. You are not that mistake. God's got a hope and a future for us. Come on, let's get our confidence back today. Come on, let's get our confidence back today. Let's, let's be patient for God to do whatever He needs to do in us. Let our roots grow down. Because the breakthrough, listen, the breakthrough's coming. The breakthrough is coming. And when we break through that surface, God's going to let us flourish. He's going to let us prosper. He's got great things in store for our life. Come on, repeat this with me this morning. I am planted, not buried. I am planted, not buried. Come on, let's pray. Maybe you'd say today, Pastor, I'm far from God today. And I feel buried. I feel buried by life and, and the things of life and, and my current situation. And, and, and I just, I need to give my life to Jesus today. I just ask that every head bowed and eyes closed. If that's you today, just slip up a hand. I just want to pray with you today. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, you can put your hands down. And I would just ask that we would all repeat this prayer this morning as we help those making the greatest decision of their life today. Dear Jesus, I thank you for what you did on the cross. And I ask this morning that you would forgive me of all my sin, that you would come into my life and be my Lord and King. And from this day forward, 
I am planted in you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Come on, let's give them a hand clap today. Heaven is rejoicing.